the Dominicast at Dominican College Port Stewart. Hi! I'm Molly. And I'm Lucia, and welcome to episode 4 of the Dominicast! I can't even believe we're on episode 4. It's so crazy. This week we've got our first in the new series of career specials of our podcast. The reason for this is because our year 10s and year 12 pupils will soon be starting to think about subject choices, so make sure you pick right ones. The only thing is, we thought it would be most fitting to get some of our past pupils on to talk about their experience on choosing GCSE and A-level subjects. So good luck in those choices. Yeah, good luck. We hope you choose the right subjects. Mr Quayle's got up with Chris Smith and Jake Wallace, who left the school a few years ago, to find out how they're getting on in their world of work. Stay tuned to hear this interesting interview. Also, on our podcast today... Andy's got the latest news. We also have another Easter egg competition for our listeners because who doesn't like a good Easter egg when you win prizes? I know. Hey everyone, it's Andy from you right here. I'm just here to tell you about the news in the past two weeks. First off, past people Maria Hassan has a, had an article published in the Times newspaper this week. What an amazing achievement! Also, did you see the free nail that we won in volleyball last Friday? Well done to our year 13 for their impressive win over Dalriada. Over in the ICT department, Year 14, 13 spent a day, day on Monday at a tech talk of Bring It On, learning about technology and the future. This was a great event held at the Lodge Hotel and the pupils learned a lot. Also, in the Spanish department, they have been writing to their pen pals with St. Joseph's Catholic Primary School. Very exciting given their teacher, Mrs. Garnet, was a past pupil of DCP. That's all from me. Bye! Hi guys, my name is Charlotte here from Eurian. I'm just taking a short break from the podcast to give you a message from one of our sponsors, Morales To Go. Embark on a flavour-filled adventure with Morales To Go, the ultimate destination for takeaway ice cream in the heart of Port Stewart. Picture this, a symphony of textures and tastes where every scoop is a masterpiece. Dive into the classic allure of velvety, velvety vanilla or let your taste buds tango with our array of exotic indulgences. What sets us apart? It's the commitment to tradition and quality that elevates each bite. At Morales To Go, we believe in turning ordinary moments into extraordinary memories. Whether you're treating yourself to a long day or creating a family tradition, our ice cream is the perfect combination immerse Immerse yourself in the sweetness of life, one scoop at a time. Morelli's to go, where every flavour tells a story of indulgency and... The Dominicast is available on all major platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Dominicast. You can even ask your smart speaker to play the Dominicast and ask it remind you when new episodes become available. We also have the Dominicast Library, available on Facebook and our website, www.dominicanportshirt.com. Check it out to find all episodes of the Dominicast. This week's Easter egg competition tasks our listeners with making sure they are listening carefully to our interview with Mr Quills, Jake and Chris. You will need to listen in to the full interview and based on this, get answers to questions which we will g- give you throughout the show. The first person to bring Mr. Coyle's the three answers required will win a prize. Good luck. Number one, where did Jake play football before signing for Coleraine Football Club? Number two, 
What organization does Chris work for? Number three, what is Mr. Quill's famous quote? Next up, we've got Mr. Quill's interview with Jake Wallace from Corian Football Club and Chris Smith from the RNLI. To go find out about their experiences of DCP and to catch up of what they've been up to over the past few years since they've left DCP. Hi guys, welcome back to the Dominicast. It's Mr. Coyles here and uh, with me today I've got two special guests. These are two past pupils of ours who are on to talk to us as we start our careers week or careers month special of interviews with pupils who've gone on to do very different um, things. Some have gone down traditional routes and some have gone down very different routes. And so as I say, we've got two guests on today with us today to talk to us about their time at DCP and what they've been up to since. So hello, welcome hello. to the podcast guys. Thank you. Could you just introduce yourselves please? Yeah, I'm Chris. Um, I was at the school two years ago, but went from year eight uh, right up to upper six. Um, but now I'm in full-time employment with the RNLI, who run a life-saving search and rescue organisation across the UK and Ireland. Uh, my name's Jake Wallace, and uh, I left school three years ago. I went across the water to play um, football on scholarship, um, but I'm back, back uh, playing football now um, for Corian part-time and uh, do a job coaching as well. Cool, so you're both ex-Dominican pupils and you left in the last couple of years. You've actually probably started in the school even before I joined. Yeah. So talk to me about your memories from Dominican. What year did you start? Do you remember joining the school? What was that like? Um, did you have a particular favourite teacher before I showed up, obviously? Um, yeah, just talk to me about your early days in Dominican, what you remember from that there. Um, to be fair, from my early days... Um, just remember coming to the school. It appealed to me just because of the scenery and everything. And I'm grown up in Port Stewart and lived here my whole life, so it was handy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, coming into the school um, was just very handy, especially because a lot of people um, that I went to primary school with were coming here. And it was very welcome in school. Um, there was no, no real divide and got along with everybody, so that helped me settle in. Yeah, I think the scenery part definitely sold it for me as well. But I do remember one of the open nights we went to, Mr. McDade vaguely selling me on the school with a cardboard Google VR headset. So I I think that was somehow a selling point of me coming here. But, you know, I arrived at the open nights and when I started, and the teachers were very welcoming. And I think that was a great selling point for the school between a few others I'd visited. Um, It just felt very cold and Dominican was quite a warm place to be. So... Um, but I'll give Mr. McDade some credit. That Google cardboard VR thing seemed to somehow sell me on this place. There you go. All it needs cardboard to come to the school. <laughs> um, this might be your first time back for a number of years since leaving the school. Do you think has it changed much? Is there anything you've noticed that's different about the place? Has it got better? Has it got worse? What do you think about the the surroundings that you see nowadays? There's definitely, uh, in the good way, there's definitely been investment in new structure and. From the little I've seen, it looks like, you know, IT's had a big boost up. I remember when I was here, it was great, but um, if you, like, every room wouldn't have had a computer suite or, you know, teachers wouldn't have had computers, and I've definitely seen that investment-wise, but um, the place has grown, and I guess that had to come with it, and it just shows they're investing in the pupils again. Mm-hmm. I would agree with Chris. Um, even being here, like he says, some of the structures that have been built since we left, um, and you can tell the place is more modern. Um, and how it's been touched up so now it's looking a lot better now and if you could go back and talk to your 10 11 12 year old self would there be anything you would tell them with based on what you know now about uh what life will be like 10 years from now or 10 years from then and uh you know would you imagine if you could tell yourself then what you know now do you reckon you'd see yourself in the position you're in now i think if you told year eight 
self me or myself that probably not because it came with going through school but when we did the school's visits and between primary school and this you know there was such a like a university push so if you told year eight me I wouldn't be at uni and I'd be earning money I'd probably probably wouldn't believe you know uh, I think that came through the progression of the school but I wouldn't have believed you the position I'm in now put it that way mm-hmm. yeah no with myself I think I wouldn't have changed much. I kind of always had the same goal of going on to play football and mm-hmm. that was even from an early age. So my time in Dominican was brilliant, but I kind of always still had the end goal of wanting to play football and not really going to the uni or into full-time work. So And talk to us, Jake, about your, your experience in playing football. You didn't just go straight to Coleraine to the dizzying heights of success in our local town. Where did you go before that? Uh, I went across uh, to England team and played for a team called uh, Fleetwood Town, which huh? is um, just right beside Blackpool, actually. Um, so I uh, went over there, signed a two-year scholarship, um, and then in my second year had quite a bad injury and ruptured my ACL, but um, oh. I managed to come back from that and got another year extension, but then after that I uh, unfortunately got released, but um, came back in summertime there now and uh, signed for Coleraine, so um, glad to be back home and playing football again, thankfully. So you're still on the same same pathway, just maybe not the route you'd you'd expected yeah exactly from, from experience having also ruptured my ACL it happens to the best of people so you'll come back stronger no doubt about that there but you left school at 16 isn't that right and Chris you then stayed on and did A levels at yep. Dominican so tell me about that experience post 16 how you yeah. find time at the school um I think the one thing about me was I never really had a set path I knew I just wanted to work I mean when I was between those years and the Covid years I was very set in place and maybe it, it was still come up, but that was my sort of in my uh, in my pathways. But uh, I had the joy of having COVID in school, and yes, uh, there's two reasons I stayed on for A levels. Well, one I had to get the grades from GCSE, mm-hmm. which I thankfully did. But there was two reasons. One because it was a really good stepping stone to give you a bit of space to figure out what you actually want. Um, I think for my case, if I rushed out of school after GCSE, I'd still be very unsure of what I wanted. And definitely staying on for a level gave me three extra skills I wouldn't have had. And another part of that was during COVID, things were really uncertain. So it gave me that other side of space to figure out what I wanted. But it was really good two years of development and skills. And even when you go up into sixth form, the school looks at you differently, I think. Uh, you know, you're, you're obviously a bit more mature, but the teachers uh, treat you a bit differently in the way that um, you're not as young a teenager anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was def- definitely a more pleasant experience. You're a bit more free. You know, you could do things like go to the shop. You'd have your car in here. It was just a, you know, you did feel like you were becoming an adult. But it just gave you space, definitely for me, to just think about the next steps and for the future. And then I suppose the contrast that then, Jake, was you, you actually just, you flew the nest at 16. Mm-hmm. How did you find that? Was that strange at 16, leaving home and going over to England by yourself? Yeah, it was definitely strange. Um, going over, right, obviously, same time. As COVID, um, it was it was very different because whenever I actually went over, um, had to isolate for two weeks completely. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, that was a struggle in the way that kind of moved away from home, family and friends, and just had to sit in my room for two weeks straight. Um, yeah. so it was, it was very difficult. But uh, no, going over there to do what I loved, uh, helped ease the pain and um. Just doing what I love, so you couldn't complain much. Perfect, and as you say, you kind of hit the nail on the head. There, you're doing things that you actually really love doing. And there's a quote on my wall there that says, "Choose a job you love, and you'll never work a day in your life." Do you feel that that applies to you at present? 
Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, like with any job, there are the tough days, or you know, there's days you work quite hard. But I would never say I've hated it. I've loved it every step of the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Located on the promenade in Portshire, a broader picture is your local destination for exquisite furniture, unique decorations, and modern giftware. Whether you prefer the tactile experience of in-store shopping or the convenience of online, they have it all. What sets a broader picture apart is their dedication to helping you create a living space that reflects your personality and style. With their interior design service, their experts will work with you to bring your vision to life. A A broader broader picture picture where where style meets comfort, whether you shop in store or online. Visit them today to discover the beauty of homewares and interior design. So, professional footballer and events coordinator for the RNLI, not jobs that typically would would have pathways based on university. So you both chose to to not maybe follow that traditional path, but a big focus in schools, and particularly at the minute for us in school, is the idea of subject choice. Um, so our year 10s will be making their choices about GCSEs, which you both went through that process. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that in a minute. And then also then our fifth year um, pupils will be thinking about what their options are post-16, whether they want to stay on here and do A-levels here, whether they want to move to school, go to the FE colleges, or just go into a completely alternative route through something like an apprenticeship. But um, do you remember making your GCSE subject choices? Talk to me about that process, if there's anything you remember that stuck out. Was it a daunting experience? Do you ever remember feeling overwhelmed? Because I've spoken to a number of 10, a year 10 and 12 pupils recently who really aren't sure. They, they're, they're quite concerned about what they, they might pick or, or what might be the consequences of particular choices that they make. And whenever it came to picking my choices, I remember being quite relaxed and never really stressed about school too much because I saw it as a place that I kind of came to and I've always, obviously always did my work and handed things in on time whenever they needed to be done, but they were always quite flexible with me as well within the football side of things. Um, so it, I found it easy enough picking subjects that I had an interest in mm-hmm. um, and teachers that I liked and doing things that I enjoyed. Because, mm-hmm. for example, one of my favourite subjects wasn't geography so whenever it came down to just picking that I kind of pushed that to the side but obviously with me knowing what I wanted to do in the future there was no real I need to do this subject whether mm-hmm. I like it or not kind of thing yeah so it, it was easy enough for me in a sense doing something that I enjoy and making sure it, it was never a, a kind of worry situation mm-hmm. coming to school yeah I think my relax and my relaxed view came in A level, but for GCSE, I'd take the same point where I could pick and choose or take things out, and even I could take on new stuff. So I was able to take on business in that year, which was uh, a great. I want real looking back on that was an amazing choice to pick because it gave you sort of a real look on the world, but also gave you a bit of ICT. Mm-hmm. So if you someone who you know wants a bit of ICT knowledge on it, that was a great route. And yeah, being able to pick things like Spanish and stuff like that, again, uh, I could continue. The other part of it was I could continue subjects I liked. I didn't have to lose them all, so I've gained business but continued Spanish. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a great uh, way to choose what you didn't like and what you did like. Uh, I can understand some people might be in the position where they have to do a subject maybe to get something. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd mention it the same for A-level, but I'd really say something about choosing something you like because it means you'll want to do good at it, it means you'll want to stick at it. Um, I can understand if, you have to, if you're going to some sort of course in uni that you might need a subject, but I'd really say something about doing something you enjoy, because better results will come from it. 
perfect. I was going to ask about advice you would give to, to students making those choices, but I think you've probably hit the nail on the head. Choose things that you like because yeah. it makes your life a lot easier. Um, did you feel there was any pressure like or influence from anybody when it came to making your choices? Were you being pulled in one direction or another? Were any of your friends trying to sway your decisions or parents or, or even teachers? Did you have any sort of concerns about that when you were making choices at GCSE area level? Um, from like a, the friend side of things, for me personally not, but I can understand I saw people being pressured around me to go to classes that friends were at. Mm-hmm. And again, what I'd say about that is it's your future. Don't let your friends sway it. You know, do what's right for you. Um, the harder yeah, side, absolutely. which I, I can understand, of uh, parents swaying it. And again, I'll say the same thing. It's your future. I know it's hard to say that when you know at that age. But honestly, you know, there. If you go to an apprenticeship uni or a job, your parents aren't going to be there for you. So if you can do it for yourself and trying to block out the parents only do it because they try and care. Of course. But yeah. You know, it is your future and, you know, you have to do what's right for you. And there was a lot of that. I remember when I was in school, um, you know, most of my friends were being pushed down the same route. And I just think from my outlook, it might have been the wrong route. So all I'd say about that is it's your future. You should be picking it. Perfect, yeah. For myself, I would say not so much that I was pressured or anything by my friends, but my friends and I shared the same kind of similarities and things we liked. So... When it came to picking subjects, I was in quite a lot of the same classes mm-hmm. as them, just due to natural um, interests, kind of. Yeah. Um, one of the big ones was sport, and even if they weren't to take that on, I would have, because it was a, a big um, a big interest of mine, and it actually helped me for going across the water, because whenever I went over, I actually did a further B-Tech in sport as well, which allowed me to get to A-Levels, so. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, yeah. Um, so, like, you'll be aware you were here as part of the school's transitional process. Dominican has traditionally always been a voluntary grammar school where there was academic selection and you probably had to do some form of transfer test to to come across here but since then we have got rid of academic selection so we bring in kids from all over the the catchment area with a wide range of abilities and interests and likes and dislikes and as a result of that our curriculum has has changed so we yeah we offer all the traditional GCSEs that you would expect to see on a, a school curriculum but we also have a number of alternative qualifications things like OCNs BTECs and CTECs did either of you study any of those as part of your GCSEs right levels? Yeah, um, uh, my business was uh, a BTEC or a CTEC, I forget which one it was, but um, I left with uh, one BTEC GCSE and mm-hmm. then my A-levels were two of them, so I left with one GCSE version and two A-level versions. Mm-hmm. And then for myself, going on to the last point was talking about the sport, it was a BTEC here as well, so it allowed me to yeah. get my GCSE which also followed on to help me going into the sports side of things over in England. So. Perfect. And I mean, some of our listeners would maybe have some concerns um, about what BTECs, CTECs or OCNs are. Could you give us a bit of in, you know, insight into how does that look? We all know that a traditional GCSE will be learn your course. There might be a bit of coursework and probably an exam at the end. What does the assessment or classes look like in those, cor- in those types of courses? Um, the one thing I'll say about it too is from... Being, I I would interview staff and I've been interviewed. The one thing, the one immediate concern to girl is if you've got a GCSE and a BTEC, they're an equivalent. So it, they will look at it as one subject, one grade. So the only thing they'll look at is how well you did in it, if you failed or passed, really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not anything lower than a, a, a full GCSE. It's the same grade and there's no judgment on that at all. 
um, from my experience doing the actual um, classes and I, for me it was much more enjoyable because I feel like the teacher was more hands-on uh, definitely didn't feel as much textbook work and it was definitely coursework heavy so if you look at that person who's not an exam person it's definitely a nice route because you're not focusing and worrying on maybe four exams to pass you know you've got a bit of coursework there which may support you better if you're that type of individual so for me those work much better and honestly the classes flowed much better for me just because it's that type of learning okay. and I think you for me definitely had a better relationship with the teachers in those classes because as I said it flowed in a much better style for myself and it was just much more of a pleasant experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah just agreeing with Chris especially the fact he's saying about no exam or fewer exams but for yeah. the sport there was no exam mm -hmm. um, so that suited me a lot better giving me the time and let me focus on getting my work in on time as well so. And do you feel that the alternative qualifications your BTEC, CTEC, OCN is there more of a focus on skills as opposed to learning facts and figures? I would say so, yeah. Because um, you can be very good in class and look at your notes, but then it can come to an exam and pressure can just hit you like a bus and mm -hmm. you can you can buckle. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's not a true reflection on you or mm -hmm. the work you've put in. So that's what I would say about it. Yeah, yeah and I'd agree. And the one only thing I'd add to it is um, whatever, I think coming up from this school and not it's not just a reflection to Dominican my annoyance was always it didn't feel like you're getting real world stuff mm -hmm. and with the OCNs and BTEX and CTEX I felt like it was relatively real world it was giving you like things you could use in the real world so I think uh, that's a great skill you get from them so I think that I think that they just shouldn't be passed off immediately they're a really valuable skill um, and then a very enjoyable one to do. Totally and I mean our data would show that the results from those qualifications is equally as good yeah. as our traditional pathways and kids are getting into courses in FE colleges, universities, employment, things like that there. But one thing that we've had comments from, from employers in the, in the local area is about the development of soft skills. So not just the learning the skills in the classroom, but can you leave school at 16 or 18 and can you interact with the public? Can you stand up and give a presentation? Are you confident in working on your own? Do you need a lot of direction? So I suppose that's the other thing I want to ask you about is like, do you feel that being at Dominican and through your experience here, did you get the opportunity to develop soft skills? Do you feel that you use a lot more of that in your day-to-day -day jobs now? Or do you feel that, again, what you learned in, in the classroom is what helped you most? Or do you feel that really you didn't learn much here and it's a case of that you've had to sort of scramble now that you're an adult and learn that on the on the cuff? I would feel um, that at Dominican, I did actually get a chance to improve that and uh, just kind of the environment that we have here um, helped with that because you can talk to anybody really, the teachers, other students, even some of the staff members, um, they're all very welcome and all very friendly and that helps you and that encourages you to, to speak to others um, and you can go into an interview with all the GCSEs and all the um, grades you want but if you can't talk to somebody you, you, you won't get, get as far as somebody who might be able talk to somebody who knows how to approach people so perfect yeah thank you yeah and i would add, i would just add by saying um i remember like in a level ict which was uh, a c-tech that you know one of the units was presentation skills you made a powerpoint you got up in front of a class and presented and people might just view that as a present you know you're just making a presentation on powerpoint and just speaking it out mm -hmm. 
but it made you think that you know you can't just read at the PowerPoint. You have to look to your audience, and you know things like that. It's not actually as simple as just speaking to a group for some people, and I think that is a very valuable unit. I mean, for me, I say it helped me. Like I speak to high level stakeholders, or you know groups of kids, or you know I speak to every age group, different every different type of person, and it's helped me that way. Um, and I just think it's, it's having sat on a few interviews, we see people coming from lots of different schools across the UK and Ireland and one thing I've noticed is that uh, some people's social skills wouldn't be the best uh, but I think that's very vital in the new work world you know like for myself I'm on a laptop nearly every day and it's you know virtual meetings and you have to really be quite out of your if you're not very social you need to be able to communicate well and you have to in this new world so I think those skills that you'd learn in these CTECs and OCMs are actually vital now because it is all mm-hmm. communicating. And I mean, I think this interview in itself just shows that these are both, you know, well-rounded individuals that have, you know, come through the, the schooling process, you've developed real-world life skills. I mean, there's not everybody could sit down and give an interview, you know, just like you have done. So so thank you for coming in. Um, just before we wrap up, have you any words of advice for anybody that's currently in Dominican that might be thinking about going down alternative routes or maybe wants to stay on a traditional pathway but doesn't know maybe if that's right for them. Any advice that you could give our, our students? I would just say, going back to what you said, kind of pick a job that you love so you won't have to work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and enjoying what you what you work in and what you're going into is, is vital um, for, any, for anybody at any age. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're going somewhere where you don't particularly enjoy it or you're not looking forward to it, it will drag and it will it'll take its toll. Um, but no, going and enjoying something that will give you that drive and motivation as well to do well and succeed in it. And I'll make you a quote as well. It's uh, <laughs> I think it is vital you enjoy it. I know sometimes you're not lucky enough, but if you enjoy it, you'll do well in it. And that's work, coursework, um, you know, grades. Um, and the one thing I'll mention is that learning doesn't stop. Uh, from when I left the school the past year, I've uh, started and finished. Uh, a level three business admin apprenticeship with Belfast Met, and I was lucky enough where the RNLI saw it as a development opportunity, so they actually paid for it for myself. So within a year, I've added another skill, which is an, another equivalent to an A level. So learning never stops, and for me, that was a year out of school, and then I went back to it. Uh, you know, you've always got opportunities, but as long as you like it, you'll do well in it. Do you find life stressful at the minute? I'm I'm quite happy and content with where I'm at and enjoying it, so I'm not too bad. Yeah, I'd I'd be stressed if I was in uni right now. Interesting, interesting. Right, um, yeah, I think that wraps up our interview. Jake, Chris, you are true ambassadors of Dominican College, so thank you so much for coming down. Thank you. And sharing your wisdom with our listeners. Um, Anything in the future coming up for you, just before you go, anything exciting in the next few months? Just football matches. That's all. Any big signings? Manchester United? Uh, Liverpool? I uh, keep that all under the cosh for now. Oh, he's media trained. <laughs> he knows, he knows. Chris, what about yourself? Anything coming up that you want to plug? Uh, the RNLI is 200 years old next year. That is the project I'm working on across Scotland, Ireland and England. So um, if you fancy a volunteering opportunity and you're in the Dominican, uh, let the teachers know and they can contact me. If not, go on the website and we'd love your support. And our... Colwyn looking at any new mascots or anything like that there? Uh, well, if you want to come along and hold my hand for a match day, you're more than welcome. Very good. Any matches 
coming up soon? Yeah, game Saturday. Game Saturday at so, Coleraine. No away. Away. So. so there you go. If you want to go and support Jake at Coleraine or <laughs> Chris at the RNLI, they'll not be too far away. Gents, thank you so much for coming down. I really appreciate your time. Thank you, thank you very much. Hi, it's Teddy and Willow. Today's episode is brought to you by Shanty Port Rush, where coastal charms meet unforgettable dining experiences. Nestled in the heart of Port Rush, Shanty offers a taste of the sea with a touch of elegance. Whether you're a seafood enthusiast or you're just looking for a relaxing atmosphere, Shanty Port Rush is the destination for culinary delight. Visit shantyportrush.com to plan your next dining adventure and indulge in flavours that will transport you to the shores of Northern Ireland. That's all for this week. Thanks so much to our fantastic guests, Jake Wallace and Chris Smith. It was great to hear all about what you've been getting up to since your time at DCP. It was also brilliant to hear the skills you've learned since during your time at school have helped them to become successful in their current jobs. Many thanks to also our sponsors, Morales to Go, Shanty Portrush and a broader picture for their continued support. Also, many thanks to our listeners. We had had over 1,000 downloads across 12 different countries over our first three episodes. I, I That's just so thank you many. so much. Thank you yeah. so much. It is really fantastic to see that our Dominicast has been so well received. Don't forget your Easter egg answers. Make sure to get those to Mr. Quill's ASAP. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. We'll be back again soon with another career special as well as other podcasts and some very exciting guests coming soon. Because you never want to miss us. Like, no. All of well, us. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. want to miss us. Anyway, see you next week. Bye. The Dominicast at Dominican College Port Stewart.